Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, the 11th annual AGH Film Festival starts today. Over 100 flicks will be shown, 53% of which are directed by women. Uh, and 24 countries represented. To talk more about all of this, Ryan Ferguson is with us, Art Gallery of Hamilton, and in studio now. Welcome, Ryan. Thanks for coming in. Thanks so much for having me. How did this all get started 11 years ago? Well, I uh, wish I could say I was there at the time, but I I know the story. Mm-hmm. Um, the AGH had been running film programs going back into, I've found evidence going back into the 50s, actually. Mm. So the AGH has a long history of showing film. Um, we started the program as an outgrowth of our year-round film program. It, it had grown. The demand for good cinema in the city had grown to the point where the AGH um, staff at the time saw an opportunity to uh, expand and start a festival. And here we are. What attracts people to film festivals? Because it seems in the last couple of decades, these have seemed to gain steam. And people have become, uh, people uh, in the mainstream have become more interested in them. I think in uh, a film festival is a really uh, good opportunity, especially a film festival like ours, to see a lot of the films that you wouldn't get to see otherwise. Um, you know, the mainstream films go out, they go into the cinemas, they're on your TV a week later. You know, you've got a pretty pretty quick delivery method for mainstream film now. But mm-hmm. international cinema, art house cinema, independent cinema from Canada, um, these films aren't being seen as often, and the film festival is, is the spot to see them. Um, how has technology changed all of this? Thing, uh, uh, vehicles like Netflix and such, where there seems to be more opportunity for after film festivals, these these uh, 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 films get to be seen. How has technology changed all of this and heightened the awareness? Uh, it's helped quite a bit in several ways. I think Netflix is obviously a big topic of conversation. Um, it was a big topic of topic of conversation at this year's Toronto International Film Festival. Um, You know, delivery methods is sort of the way they talk about it behind the scenes and how Mm. people get their media um, has And really people forget that, don't they? At the end of the day, it's still about the product. All that's really changing is the way we receive it, the method of delivery. Exactly. But I think with with a film, a great film, the best way is and always will be in a a theater with uh, a group of people who are experiencing the film at the same time as you. Nothing beats when a, when a 300 people in a room together start laughing at the same thing. Film festival audience is different <laughs> from the average moviegoer? Um, a little bit. Uh, I think that there's a lot of room for the average moviegoer to grow into the film festival experience. It's, uh, it's, the, same, it's, it's the same set of, of tools delivering all sorts of different types of stories. Uh, and I think appreciation for the art a film is also something we really um, hold near and dear to our hearts at the AGH. And I think that is the commonality between, um, you know, the general moviegoing public and the film festival. A more public. sophisticated moviegoer, someone who wants a little bit more diversity, uh, diversity, obviously. Um, I think one of the great opportunities of a film festival is a bit more openness in the, in the audience to... Um, to explore new worlds, to see different sides of our community, our worlds, and uh, hear different voices and see them on screen. So uh, diversity of voices is great, but a city, you know, a city like Hamilton is a is a vastly diverse community. And I think one of the great things about a program like this is, like you said in the intro, 24 different countries are represented on our screen. Even with that vast diversity, half of our films are made, almost half of our films are made in Canada 
and uh, as you said, more than half are made by women. And that's, you know, giving opportunity to different voices. Um, when you show one film, you're only hearing from one voice. When you show 100, you're hearing from mm, as many as possible. How do you, how, how is this festival different from others? If you were to do a, a, a film festival circuit, would you see differences in the selection of, of, of product, what we're seeing, uh, the experience? How do these differ from city to city, region to region? Yeah, so I think... Um, one of the one of the things you, there's always some commonalities between film festivals as this has been my job for several years i get the opportunity not only to travel but to meet my colleagues from around, across canada and even across the world and there are commonalities between uh, all of us i think the regional the local programs are the things that really um change the experience from city to city. A lot of these films, you know, they leave my hands here in Hamilton, our hands, and they go on to the next festival mm-hmm. down in Windsor. We ship it off to Windsor and they play it in two weeks. Um, so there's also a great circuit of these sort of, um, the linking between all these ideas that happens uh, across the country and across the globe. What does it mean? I'll ask this question next. First, sure. I'll ask, uh, how do you decide what to feature? That's a long process. We'll start, I mean, we're already looking at films for next year. Um, hmm. Yeah, we, for this year's festival, we looked at six to 700 different films. Um, some of them go away quite quickly. You've By looking, does that mean viewing everyone or just We view as many as it. we can, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it must be endless. Someone involved at the festival has seen pretty much every fe- film <laughs> yeah. in the festival. I would say every film in the festival at this point. Yeah. There's the, you know, a lot of times, you know, you write right away. Um, when I knew about Once Were Brothers, Robbie Robertson and the band, mm. opening night of TIFF, our opportunity to screen the film, I knew that that was a film we'd want to show. Yeah. And then I got to see it and I confirmed that. Yeah. Um, other times we have to you know, look through all sorts of different types of films from across the globe. Thousands and thousands and thousands of films get made every year. So, Are you trying to please or be disruptive? Um <laughs> I, I mean, like my um, my punk rock self would say, be disruptive. But I think <laughs> we we try and we try and do a little of everything. I think there's obvious um, there's films in here that that will, are audience pleasers, mm-hmm. but um, we we run them through a set of criteria that includes you know how what what is the artistic value of this? What is the social value of this? Um, you know what what story is this telling, and how does this fit into the to the scope of what we're doing? So, you know, an audience pleasing film might not fit into this festival for us this year. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean the same film wouldn't fit next year. It's right. part of a bigger puzzle of what of what the voice of the festival is. And how much uh, to what? How much does uh, what other people show at other festivals influence what you do? I, I think when let's say for instance when a film uh, premieres at one of the one of the top festivals, mm-hmm. Cannes in France, um, Berlin, TIFF here in Canada, that automatically sets a standard for that film Yeah, um, that obviously gets it on our radar earlier, but that doesn't necessarily mean that film uh, has, a, has a leg up in competition, so to speak, versus other titles we're looking What's at. What's it like to break something? In other words, present something that maybe wasn't, you know, people weren't noticing in, in, the, in those circles and all of a sudden, ooh, look it's, what Hamilton It's has. usually satisfying a couple years later when the world's <laughs> caught up to that moment. <laughs> it takes that long? <laughs> Sometimes it does, yeah, but I think, I think that's one of the great things about um, having this opportunity is we, we can still... Um, take on new filmmakers. We have, um, I'm lacking the number on the top of my head, 10, 10 or 12 local filmmakers represent, represented in our short films program. We have uh, features directed by local filmmakers. So those are opportunities that um, 
that we get to start with someone on the ground floor of their career as well. What does it mean for an artist to have their film featured? Uh, I think it means, uh, with our festival, it means you've got the opportunity to have the largest platform to show your work at an early stage here in the city. And um, again, like I said, I've had so many opportunities to meet colleagues from across the country in particular that we share notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're talking about our local filmmakers with one another. We're talking about the films we're each breaking that are independent of each other and informing each other's... Um, not necessarily the direction of the program, but helping each other with programming decisions where, you know, if I found something in a colleague in another city may not have noticed it. Right. Yeah. So how much concentrate, uh, how much of this is concentrated on local talent? Um, and for a lot of these artists, it, will this be their only attempt or only chance to get a, a film in a festival? Uh, it's because quite possible. Because it is local. Yeah, it's quite possible. I think uh, the internet has obviously changed a lot of things yeah, in the world. Yeah. Um, local filmmakers, emerging filmmakers uh, through the internet can connect with film festivals around the world. Some of the titles that we've programmed this year have come that way in um, a, you know, a filmmaker from, mm-hmm. can't think of a direct uh, place right now, but somewhere across the world reaches out to us with their film. We love it. We put it in the festival. So uh, we have a pretty high percentage of local films this year. Um, and we are still, you know, we're focused on bringing the global film festival experience to Hamilton and, and allowing our local filmmakers to take part in that here. Uh, 53% are directed by women. Conscious effort or just happen that way? Um, well, in the post-Me Too movement in the U.S., there has been a lot of talk, of, a lot more justifiably mm-hmm. talk about the underrepresentation of women in the film industry. Um, and there has been some movement started to start to correct that uh, imbalance. So we had set a, an unofficial goal for ourselves a couple of years ago to start equalizing that because mm-hmm. we, we recognized right away, you know, our program is also underrepresentative of, of women directors. Uh, the industry at large is, but that doesn't mean as a film festival, we shouldn't be at the cutting edge of the industry. So mm. we set us, ourselves a goal of, of hitting parity this year, and we were very happy that we were able to achieve it. Uh, it's, I mean, again, of the 700 films we looked at this year, probably 150 were directed by women, Mm -hmm. maybe 200. So the gap is closing, but the gap hasn't, uh, hasn't vanished yet. And we're, we're pretty excited to be one of the film festivals that's made this a priority. How is this received? Does it matter anymore? Is, are, are other films being... Uh, neglected because of the gender of their directors? Um, I don't think so. I think great art always rises to the top. Mm. I think um, when we're, obviously, if you're um, making a conscious effort to achieve a goal, uh, that becomes one of your factors in making decisions. So if we have two films that we ju- that we evaluate identically, mm-hmm. um, and you, we may make a decision based on that, but right. that isn't to say um, we're sacrificing films we're we're ex- we're giving opportunities and and attempting to help the industry write this uh 11th edition of hamilton's uh film festival what's different now to the first year well the first year i think there was um eight films uh-huh. so <laughs> <laughs> size <laughs> there's a, there's definitely um a lot of difference in that regard mm-hmm. one of the things we've started to do um is because obviously we're part of the art gallery of hamilton um, the film festival has sort of operated adjacent to the Art Gallery of Hamilton for so long, but 
one of the things we're trying to do is integrate it into the gallery as well. Mm. The gallery has one of the most important collections of art in the country. Uh, we have over 10,000 pieces in our collection. We have amazing exhibitions that take place inside of our walls year-round. So this is a good opportunity to bring people not only to the festival, but to the Art Gallery Hamilton. Exactly, and we have dedicated programs within the festival that relate to things that are currently on the wall, exhibitions that are on display. We have um, fashion programming this Friday that is tied into an exhibition uh, around Millie. Millie, a celebration of style. Um, we have had that exhibition up since, I believe, February. It mm -hmm. runs through to the end of the year. And it's an amazing collection of um, some of the private collections of fashion that uh, Millie had, mm -hmm. had built over her career. Uh, that's Friday. We have a comics exhibition that is absolutely incredible at the gallery. We have programs around that this weekend. We're bringing in the comic artist Seth. Um, we have a film with him. So there's all sorts of great programs that are tied, not only just to the film world, but to the art world and the Art Gallery of Hamilton. What about other organizations, other people involved in this? How does this stretch out into the community? This is actually one of our biggest focuses with the festival because most of it takes place outside of the gallery doors. Uh, when an exhibition's on view in the gallery, it's a sing single mm -hmm. exhibition that's up for six months. When we're programming 100 films uh, over a 10-day period, we can touch a lot of different people at yeah. the same time. So we do a lot of community outreach with this, and this can go anywhere to um, working with a community group who has is part of, for example, the film The Photograph is made by an Indian director. We work with the South Asian Heritage Association of Hamilton to spread cool. the world and the yeah. word in their community, or um, as a restaurant partner, because we bring so many people um, mm. all over the city to... Uh, engage in different aspects of, of the film festival and of, of what Hamilton offers as a city as well. All right, let's get into the nuts and bolts of this. Let's get yeah. into to, to the actual programming itself and how people can be involved. It all uh, Do the dates, give us all the logistics. Sure, so tonight is our opening night. Uh, Pain and Glory is our opening film. It happens at 7 p.m. tonight at the Lincoln Alexander Center, which is right downtown Hamilton. Uh, and we run all the way through to Sunday, October 27th. Uh, we have screenings at the Art Gallery of Hamilton, at the Lincoln Alexander Center, at Cineplex in Ancaster, and as well at the two brand new theaters that opened in Hamilton, the Westdale and the Playhouse. Very cool. So we're spread out all over the entire city over the next 10 days. How important is it to do that? Is it to even get into a Cineplex, to get into the Westdale, to get into the, all these various types of, of venues? Um, I think it's an important part to, um, to show the communities that exist at all ends of the city and to make yeah. this a citywide event. This doesn't just take place inside of one building. This is about um, going out into the community and celebrating the art of cinema. Mm -hmm. And for more information on that, ajhfilmfest.com. Give us a little bit of the rundown. Give us a little bit of what we can see, what are being what's being featured this year. So I mentioned a couple of films. Our opening night is tonight, Pain and Glory. It is the new film by um, Spanish director Pedro Almodovar. It stars... Um, um, Antonio Banderas as an aging filmmaker, so mm. a bit autobiographical for the filmmaker. We're screening that again on Saturday at the Lincoln Alexander Center again, so if you miss it today. Um, one program that I think is really great is we have uh, Gary Farmer, who is uh, an actor from uh, Six Nations. Mm -hmm. He's going to be in town for a gala um, and we are bringing him out to the Playhouse Theater next Thursday to screen two films that he's been in. He's getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. Mm. Um, and so we're really happy to be honoring Gary's work as well. So we have two screenings at the Playhouse next Thursday, uh, a film by a local filmmaker named Terrence Odette called Heater. And then uh, one of my all-time favorite films, a film called Dead Man by Jim Jarmusch, an American director. 
Gary stars in both those films, so we're doing that with him. We have Willie next weekend, which is about Willie O'Ree, who is the uh, first hockey player to break the color barrier in mm-hmm. the NHL. Yep. Yep. Recent NHL um, Hall of Famer. Uh, and we have some NHL alumni coming out to uh, talk about um, talk about uh, their experiences as wow, um, black hockey players. Extra, yeah. yeah, it's going to be great. I think that's one of the other things about a film festival. You get to meet filmmakers. You get to meet people who are involved with the film, people with lived experiences that tie directly to the films. So those are a couple off the top of my head. Um, um, one of the most important films that came out of the Hot Docs Film Festival this year that I, I liked, I'm talking about documentaries pretty yep. heavily, but uh, it won the Audience Choice Award at Hot Docs. It's called uh, Nipwa Stomsuin, uh, We Will Rise, We Will Stand Up, which is a, a very, very moving documentary about um, Colton Bushy. Um, and then what else do I want to talk about here? I'm just looking at my schedule, like what things are really exciting how to many me? Invol- how many are involved in choosing these? And do you have to like everything? Or do you just oh, have you to be aware? definitely don't like everything <laughs> on our committee. Expand on that. <laughs> I, I would say that I support every single film in our program. That doesn't necessarily there's mean a difference, yeah. I chose every single one of these. Right. We work, I, um, I lead the process. But I work with a, commu- uh, a, a committee of uh, eight different individuals with um, varying, um, you know, backgrounds and mm-hmm. interests, and we sit down over the course of the summer and argue over the validity of these films. What's what what makes a, a film special? What makes a film important? Why it should be in the program? And it's. Uh, it's a very involved process. Do you have to try to justify your pick to others who may oh, yeah. not? Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're the only one at the table who feels strongly about a film, you definitely have to justify it. All right. <laughs> uh, website where we can go to find out all of these details. AGHfilmfest.com. AGHfilmfest.com. Thursday, October 17th to Sunday, October 27th. Uh, AGH celebrates its 11th annual AGH Film Festival. Congratulations, Ryan. Thank Good you. work. Ryan Ferguson has been with us from the Art Gallery of Hamilton, uh, 11th edition of the Film Fest, October 17th through the 27th. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.